guys, welcome to the two Nopets, aka the Nopcast. Today we're going to be trying to evaluate uh, or analyze um, four performances. Deciding what makes a good performance. Yeah, so the first one is going to be uh, Hans Landa, played by Christopher Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Now, my job dictates. that I must have my men enter your home and conduct a thorough search before I can officially cross your family's name off my list. And if there are any irregularities to be found, rest assured they will be. That is unless you have something to tell me that makes the conducting of a search unnecessary. I might add also that any information that makes a performance of my duty easier will not be met with punishment. Actually, quite the contrary. It will be met with reward. And that reward will be your family will cease to be harassed in any way by the German military during the rest of our occupation of your country. You're sheltering enemies of the state, are you not? Sheltering them underneath your floorboards, aren't you? Yes. Point out to me the areas where they're hiding. Since I haven't heard any disturbance, I assume while they're listening, they don't speak English. Yes. I'm going to switch back to French now, and I want you to follow my masquerade. Is that clear? Yes. Monsieur Lapadite, je vous remercie pour le nez et pour votre hospitalité. Il me semble que nous en avons terminé. Ah, mesdames, je vous remercie pour le temps que vous m'avez consacré. Nous n'ennuierons pas votre famille plus longtemps. Donc, monsieur, mesdemoiselles, je prends congé de vous et je vous dis adieu. Yeah. So. What do you think about the performance? I mean, I think it was very good how you couldn't really tell by his face what he was feeling. It was almost as if he was hiding his anger. Mm. And he was very manipulative, of course, because of that as well. You can see the fear on, like, the farmer's face as well. Yeah. because of he, he really manipulated his feelings by saying, you're not going to get in trouble with, but, uh, for this. Yeah. No, uh, well, the farmer's known full well. He, he definitely is. And also, the way his eye contact was always on the farmer yeah. as well. It's almost as if the far it was impossible for the farmer to lie yeah. because of that. It's like he knew, he could see through the farmer's eyes. So that was a very good performance. Obviously, the French accent was good as well, yeah. I think. I mean, I'm not an expert, but yeah. You've got, you get worse accents out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, much worse. Okay, now we're going to go to Heath Ledger's performance in as Joker in The Dark Knight. Ah. Ah. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. See? You wanted me. Here I am. I wanted to see what you'd do. And you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. Then... You let Dan take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dan? Those mobsles want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. And why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't want to kill you. 
What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 you, you complete me. You're garbage, you kills for money. Don't talk like one of them, you're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. When they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. I'm dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Where's Derek? You have all these rules, and you think they'll save you. Who's in control? I have one rule. Oh, then that's the rule you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight, you're gonna break your one rule. I'm considering it. No, there's only minutes left. You're gonna have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah. You know, for a while there, I thought you really were a dent. The way you threw yourself after her. Look at you go! Does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Between one life or the other, your friend, the district attorney, or his blushing bride to be. <laughs> <sighs> you have nothing, nothing to threaten me with, nothing to do with all your strength. Don't worry, I'm gonna tell you where they are. Both of them, and that's the point. You'll have to choose. He's at 250 52nd Street, and she's uh, on Avenue X. That's just it. Okay, so what do you, what do you think about his performance? I really like how manic it is. Yeah. You know, like everything from the detail of his makeup. He, uh, he always has this yeah. uh, facial tick where he like licks his lips yeah, as that, well. I think that's very is, good. Isn't that? That was to keep the prosthetics on, was it not? Oh, was it? Yeah, I heard that was to keep the prosthetics on. And uh, it just made it in the final movie. All right. I mean, I like it anyway, I think. Mm. It adds to his character. It does. It's also the laugh as well. It's almost yeah. as if he took pleasure in the pain. Yeah. And in Batman's anger and like... Because he, he plays with Batman. It's not yeah. like... What he's doing doesn't even have any great purpose than just to cause pain and, and suffering. I think that's what all he wants to do. I think he even says something about watching... That he wants to watch the world burn or something, I think. Right. He says that at some point. Wasn't that Alfred talking about him? Because he goes on to tell the story about when oh, right. yeah, that might be. something in another country, then Alfred just goes on to say some men just yeah, want to watch the world the burn. Yeah. yeah, but I get that sense from that Joker. Like, and I like other parts of the film where it's like bring, telling you backstory. Yeah, and it's always and different. It's always about. different. Because like... In the comics, he's always said if he wants a backstory, he wants it to be more, uh, multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of shows you the, yeah. his unhinged yeah. mentality and everything. It's a shame also that he died before yeah. he got the where he the Oscar. But yeah, that I think that interpretation of Joker is much different than the one we're going to see by Joaquin Phoenix. Gonna so, take a look at Robert England's performance as Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street Three, yeah, the Dream Warriors. Can I ask you something? Certainly. Who is that fuck what you think?
Jennifer. Your big breaking TV. Fuck the prime time, bitch. I was wondering, do you know how they recorded this? Because I'm just wondering how they was in the 80s. Yeah, I, I, I think that must have been about 87. All right. I'm just wondering how they would have put his face there because they obviously didn't have the best uh, equipment. It and most technology. likely would have been like some sort of like the TV thing would be against the wall and you'd have his head yeah, at the probably. top. And that was just made of like some. Yeah, because uh, I know there is a scene from the first Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984 where he appears like pushing himself through a wall. Oh, is there? Yeah. And I know how they done that. There was a hole in that wall and they covered it with spandex. Oh, right, so and, it's stretched. Yeah, and they physically just pushed, the, the actor pushed themselves through it. Oh, right, yeah, that, that makes sense because uh, back then they had to make use of their practical yeah. skills because technology wasn't really there yet. Which, honestly, in most cases is better. Yeah, I think so. It's also what uh, Christopher Nolan promotes mm. as well. He always tries not to use CG. Yeah. CGI. Because, um, like... In the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, they done the same wall effect but with CGI, and it looked far worse. Yeah, it's also harder, I think, to use CGI. Yeah. It's much easier to muck it up. Yeah. Um, anyway, like, you're trying to make it look real. Yeah. With a computer. Yeah. There's That's only obviously... certain situations in which it works. And you, yeah, and you obviously need a big budget if you're going to make it look very real. I mean, if you look at all the Marvel movies right now, yeah. they have a big budget and it does look great. But it's not a good experience for the actors, I think, because they, no. they're in a building with just green screen. Yeah. I mean, they do have some scenery, but it's only, like, goes so far, and I don't think it's very... Like, it would be hard for me to act in a room yeah. like that. Because, I mean, if you look at the Star Wars prequel trilogy, that was, like, minimal practical sets. Was it? Yeah, it was mostly just green screens and that. And for the likes of budget, a, a horror movie like this... Even nowadays, that wouldn't get a massive budget. Yeah, usually they get like 20 yeah. million from what I've seen, like Pet Cemetery and all them. They get usually 20 million, yeah. but yeah, nothing as close as Marvel. How yeah. much would those Marvel get? Isn't it like. Um, oh, that's going to be like over the 100. Yeah, point. I remember seeing like 300. Was it? Are you searching up right now? I'm actually getting up a. I'll, I'll get this up now. Yeah, don't the worry. Budget, I, budget I, for end, end game was. Three hundred and fifty-six million. Yeah, so that tells you the difference, obviously. Yeah, and then for instance, but I'll get the thing is that they know they're going to make a lot of money from a Marvel movie with yeah. horror. It's not as yeah. easy as that. Like for Halloween, the horror movie, they had three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for the first one. Yeah, but that's also money-wise, that would be different now, wouldn't yeah. it? But still, that's and not that, a lot. That became one of the most successful low-budget horror movies ever. Yeah, it's um yeah, but Marvel really. Yeah, I like Marvel, but what Martin Scorsese said that watching a Marvel movie is sort of like going to a theme park nowadays because yeah. they just go there to be entertained. Like, as much as we like them, yeah, you know, there's no a deeper meaning to them. Unfortunately, yeah. it's really just there for all the, uh, good looking scenery and effects. And to be honest, even at that, I haven't, I wasn't really interested in seeing the newest Marvel film, uh, which one, Shang Chi. Yeah, I didn't see that. It's not. It's not like one of the top characters, as no. honest. But like, I think that's more of the uh, the mixture with the global pandemic thing, just went through. I I feel really nervous about going to cinemas and that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I watched James Bond. I think mm. it was like a week ago, and and right and, and yeah, there aren't a lot of movies in cinemas playing because of COVID. Yeah. Most of the movies are now coming out on Netflix. Yeah. Like um, and Hulu and that. Yeah, which sucks for us in the UK. If stuff's coming out on Hulu. Oh yeah, isn't that just that. is that like America? Yeah, there's Hulu and Peacock, which is the isn't NBC. there like HBO or something and as well? that yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Um, because we can't get access to all of the great movies and series that's yeah. coming out. Oh, by the way, did you watch uh, Squid Game? I actually haven't. Um, on the last episode, yeah, it's really good, actually. Because um, it's something else, like, all the American series are kind of merging right now, and they all kind of yeah. seem 
nothing special but if you look mm. at something that's foreign because that's yeah. korean it'll give you a completely different perspective yeah. as well so i think that's very interesting yeah um i'm thinking of the good movies that i've watched recently um that have come on that have come on netflix have you watched anything recently um like recent films have come out on netflix not really. or during the pandemic pandemic when there was no cinema i mean um on netflix i'm not too sure to be honest if it came out during the pandemic but i really liked you know no nah. I can just edit that. Uh, you know the the babysitter movies on Netflix. Did you see them? No, I didn't well, see the, them. The second one. I oh, think, I think I see the first year. one. Wait, is that the comedy kind of? Yeah, the dark comedy, comedy horror thing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen the, the second first one. one came out last year, I think, and I really enjoyed that. I think I might have seen the second one, yeah. but I don't remember. I've um, yeah, but some big movies were coming out on Netflix because yeah. of the pandemic. Like I you mean, get Irishman and yeah. And you get all the other movies Zack now. Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Is that on Netflix? It wasn't on Netflix, but it was on Now TV. All right, yeah, but that's like streaming device, yeah. like streaming platforms. Yeah, a lot of good movies are coming out. Yeah. Now. See, as much as I like that, I still think that when you go to a cinema, it's a bit of a different experience. Yeah. Have you ever like seen a movie in a cinema and then you seen it on your TV yeah. and it was a completely different? Obviously, it's the atmosphere is different. You know, you can hear much louder and it's on a better quality yeah. equipment yeah but so. like say there's like a big twist like i'd love to go back and see what empire strikes back would have been like in cinema yeah with the big reveal that darth vader is luke skywalker's back you could probably hear the surprise yeah. in other people right yeah like the videos you see of people in america cheering at the end of endgame oh yeah but in the end game had so many people and just, yeah but uh, like it, it, that, yeah. in my when I went to see Endgame in cinema, all I could hear from like the halfway point of the film was just one person sniffling the whole time. Well, was it not full? It was. Oh, jeez, that's not the very best experience. But like, there was one person like down to my left that was just sniffling the well, whole time. When I went to watch the James Bond, I was my brother. This woman in front of us was just disappointed at us for some reason. <laughs> Every time we sat down and went to the toilet, she just looked behind us like we were disgraceful but that was pretty funny oh that's the worst thing when you, you yeah. need the toilet beer like in the middle of the row well to be honest i was lucky i was at the yeah at the side but i know what you mean and then you try and hold it in or, yeah. or you don't want to miss something you don't want to miss the film yeah. no because so so cinemas trying... are expensive these days yeah. like yesterday i was out and you can't pause them obviously yeah yesterday i was out and um we had a lot of time to kill so i looked at the times for cinemas because we were in Dunfermline, we're, we could have went to the, the Odeon. Yeah. Okay. There was No Time to Die, Adam's Family 2. Those are like the only things playing. And Shang-Chi. But yeah. then I thought, it's the Odeon, that's, I'm not going to even be able to afford tickets. How much is that? Because the one in Leaven, the Kino Leaven, that's where I went and it's yeah. much cheaper. How much I think is the that? one in Leaven's like five fifty for a ticket. Yeah, but how much is the one Odeon, in Odeon, I think it's like... I haven't been there in years. tenner for a ticket or something like that. And, it's really and it's more expensive if you're an adult as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the leaving Kino, but obviously... I haven't been there since before it closed to get a second screen. Oh, you haven't been there since no. that? All right. Yeah. I, haven't, I don't know if I've been in the second one. I think I've still been mm. in the first one, but obviously I like the couches. They're pretty comfortable. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get to uh, Joker by Joaquin Phoenix, and we're going to now... Try and compare that his performance with Heath Ledger's and also see what makes it special. Killed those three Wall Street guys. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. There's no punchline. It's not a joke. I was just going to say about this scene. I think it's... See how there's this guy in the background that wants to signal for the show yeah. to end? I think that was a very powerful scene as well, as well because it's like, from that moment on, you know that something bad is going yeah. to happen. I mean, the audience in the background are booing and, and obviously gasping and everything. Yeah. But to be fair... Uh, and then there's... Arthur's, Arthur's intention was never to go and kill Murray. Yeah, it was He was wasn't. going to um, kill himself. 
was on he? TV, yeah. But there's why a, really was he going to kill yeah, himself? There's a point in it where he decides to change and shoot Murray. Because I remember when seeing the scene before that where he's kind of practicing how he's going to yeah. come onto the stage and he doesn't he take a gun and point it as yeah, yeah. And then, like one thing I've noticed, it's the same as Heath Ledger's. He takes pleasure in all of the, um, you know, the, the pain and suffering he's inflicting. But they're very different as yeah. well because I think that, like, you know how some people criticize the film because apparently it uh, glorified. Yeah, and it, I don't think it really it did didn't. because it's just show like there are many people cases like this where a person yeah. is insane, doesn't get help, and end up doing something mm. stupid and I don't and just because they're showing how bad it can turn out doesn't mean they're saying oh every time a mental person and, is ill he will go and kill and someone and it's not um, saying oh yes just go out and do this like people tried to claim it was it, no it's not it's not just because they're showing the dark side of mental health doesn't mean that they're exactly. trying to say or insinuate that everyone's gonna end like this I mean and, and that did happen and besides why would you I mean there are many films I think where a person has a mental health and they end up really improving their life yeah. a lot of films like that but this is we're talking about joker here you know he's not gonna yeah. improve and then get a job and have a family because that's mm. not what the joker character is the whole point of him is that he he turned evil it really depends on the comic to be honest yeah it does but, but this then, interpretation in the end, he always goes back to being evil yeah and like so what i really like about this interpretation is that it's not dependent on batman no like, Batman did not have to be there, and, and Joker is still living, obviously. Yeah, like, Bruce Wayne's in it, in the Wayne family. But oh, yeah, Batman yeah. isn't there. Yeah. He doesn't need to be. Yeah, because obviously, I think that's the main difference, because as Heath Ledger said, but he said, like, you complete me or something. Yeah. So the interpretation of Heath Ledger's Joker needs Batman. Yeah. This one doesn't. This one, I think, is trying to be more realistic in the sense that it explores mental health, I think, yeah. and, and what it can do. I think this film, it wasn't really what anyone thought it was going to be. No. Because it's like, for me personally, it was a really uncomfortable watch because it was, yeah. it was, it seemed real. Yes. See when, see this scene, yeah. it seemed real. That's what I mean. Yeah. When I, did you see in the cinema? No, I didn't. But I, I watched it on DVD. And I, was I like, seen oh, it in the no. cinema and I had the exact same experience when this happened. It mm. seemed almost as if I was watching a real, uh, what do you call it, like a Argument talk show, sort of thing, like yeah. a real talk show and the person just killed someone and, I, and it really shocked me and, yeah. and no movie ever had had this impact no. on me. I've never felt like this. And I think that's, if you have the same experience and you're watching it on TV, that yeah. must say something because... It's, it's just because like, it deals with very real issues. Yeah, it made me really uncomfortable, especially the scene where he yeah. murders was a Randolph and then, you know, when yeah. he bashes him in his head yeah. and he's the wall. It's... It, it's almost as if you're forced to explore the dark side of mental health yeah. that no one wants to talk no, about which is wrong yeah but and and it almost shows that we don't want to talk about these things and i think that's what shocked everyone yeah. because you're forced to do something that we know we should do but is really uncomfortable to yeah. do and this film just excelled at that yeah you're serious aren't you you're telling us you killed those three young men on the subway mm -hmm. and why should we believe you you got nothing left to lose Nothing can hurt me anymore. <laughs> My life is nothing but a comedy. Well, let me get this straight. You think that killing those guys is funny? I do. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. Comedy is subjective, Murray. Isn't that what they say? All of you, the system that knows so much, you decide what's right or wrong the same way that you decide what's funny or not. Also, what I think is very striking is how this is, it's almost as if he's as most confident yeah. during the scene. Before that, people laughed at him and he was, yeah. and he was kind of self-conscious of that. It's almost as if he right now became the person that he was supposed to yeah. be, which is obviously scary. Like people were laughing at him instead of with him. with him with, with him like what and now is. it's almost as if he's the one in control yeah. because people are scared of him it, yeah it's what a lot of people do when they cannot get control they they go to the violence because yeah. that's obviously 
that's how you get the easiest to way. You. Yeah, that's how you get people to notice. Which are, and you know, a lot of people, you could make judgments about Joker and say he's evil, and obviously he's not a good person. But I obviously like to, kind of think how how it must be to be him. Yeah. Because that's the whole point of the film. Um, with other Joker, it's like like with Heath Ledger's Joker. Obviously, everyone knows he's evil, and it's pretty. And even Heath Ledger's Joker knows he's evil. But yeah. here it seems to be more to do with the society and and the guy's mental health. It's really hard to talk about it because it's complex, you know. And then I hate to keep going back to comics, but in that the killing joke story, um, he's just a normal failing comedian like this, where he has a wife and he has a child on the way. Really, I've heard yeah. that killing joke is good, but I've yeah. never read it. Um, and he he takes on a job to get extra money. As the Red Hood. So he's just a normal person. Yeah, he just joined these two people because he used to work at the chemical plant. Yeah. And he joins a crew who need him to shut down security. He's wearing the Red Ho- Hood costume. But What's the Red Hood costume like? It's basic. Have you ever seen the photo of just like the red dome helmet and the red cape and the suit? I don't think so. We're going to put it on the screen for anyone. That yeah. That's just the... Because uh, the Red Hood... That's just like a gang of people, but they always, I think it's a different person always wearing that, and he's only doing this to get money for his wife and child. So he joins this almost yeah. this association or this gang or whatever but it is. The sad thing is, right before the job, his wife and child killed by the I, opposing I, team, or no? I think it was an accident. Oh right. But his wife and unborn child died. He wanted to back at the job. It was too late. While on the job, Batman appears, accidentally knocks him down into the, the vat of chemicals, which turns him into the Joker, and all that uh, trauma led to him going insane and becoming evil. So it seems that that this is almost similar to this interpretation yeah. because it's almost as if the world did him wrong yeah. and they turned him evil, which is interesting. Wait, did you did you read The Killing Joke or is it just... I've seen the just movie, researched? but I do have... Oh, wait, there's the, a movie? Yeah. It was an animated movie. Or like an all oh, right. And I, I, I do actually have the graphic novel. Uh, graphic novel. Yeah, in my house. I've but heard like, good things about it. That whole storyline is about Joker proving that all it takes is one bad day to drive even the sanest man insane. That's why. Didn't that's, he say that? Yeah, that's why he crippled. Well, he was meant to kill Barbara Gordon to drive Commissioner Gordon insane, but it didn't work. Yeah, that's interesting. How. How there's a more psychological yeah. twist to the killing joke and this joke. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I, I might understand that you did this to start a movement to become a, a symbol. Come on, Murray. Do I look like the kind of clown that could start a movement? I killed those guys because they were awful. Everybody is awful these days. It's enough to make anyone crazy. Okay, so that's it. You're crazy. That's your defense for killing three young men? No. They couldn't carry a tune to save their lives. Oh, why is everybody so upset about these guys? If it was me dying on the sidewalk, you'd walk right over me. I pass you every day and you don't notice me. But these guys, what, because Thomas Wayne went and cried about them on TV? You have a problem. I think that's also, it's the, it kind of forces us to see that we as a society obviously value different people more. Yeah. Like, it's true that if he, if he just starved to death there and he was, no, like most people would pass him, I mean, mm-hmm. In America is a busy place. People would just walk by. And and have you heard of like the, I forgot what it was called. It was like the by, uh, bypasser effect or something where if some if someone does something, all the other people do it. So if you ignore, so if you if you yeah. see that someone's in help, you'll be like, oh, someone else can help him and you walk away. Yeah. And then everyone else thinks someone else can do it and no one that, ends up doing that it. Isn't that like very similar to something we've done in college where one person started doing it something and we all had to do it? Yeah, that's yeah. similar, it's, yeah. It's, it's that idea. Like, and it's also a fair point because 
you will see loads of people just walking past someone that needs help. Yeah. It happens all the time. The thing is, when I don't have money on me, I hate to walk past yeah. them because I know that they will look at me and they'll ask me for money. Yeah. And and I don't have a problem with them. It's that I know that I should help them, yeah. but I can't. And, and you have to face it. And I think... Also with that, there's the people that are genuinely homeless and need help. Then just the people that want it for drugs and you can't yeah. differentiate. So you kind of... You try to be weary. But yeah, I've always felt awful about that because I rarely ever carry my wallet on me yeah. when I go out because I know I've Or I just have, have money. like money yeah. on my credit card. Yeah. But the thing with those people that are addicted and they're homeless, I think it's terrible for yeah. them because like they only, they only get a small amount of money from yeah. the street and it would not be enough to get them, start them a better life, it would no. be, but it would be enough to get them drugs. Yeah. And most of them are addicted and it's... It, it's I still think it's important... I still think it's important to give them a chance, even if yeah. they are addicted, because maybe they will get food, you know, yeah. you never know. Okay, let's go. Problem with Thomas Wayne. Too. Yes, I do. Have you seen what it's like out there, Murray? Do you ever actually leave the studio? Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves? They don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys. That we won't werewolf and go wild. You finished? I mean, there's so much self-pity, Arthur. You sound like you're making excuses for killing those young men. Not everybody, and I'll tell you this, not everyone is awful. You're awful. And Me? that's obviously the transition, I think. Yeah. I think, so he was supposed to, like, the, the yeah, I believe, theory. Is that, like, a theory? No, I believe or that is, is actually what was meant gonna to happen. happen. Like, it's a, his intention, because he says earlier, he has nothing left to lose. Oh, yeah. That, that and his life is a comedy. Yeah, that indicates that's him just getting ready to end it. But then when Murray starts uh, when, combating he, that... Yeah, and he pretty much... Uh, they almost like spark up this rage inside of him. Yeah. Uh, before that, I think he believed he was the victim, and now it's yeah. almost as if they're the victim. And I think he, I think he now realizes and enjoys this power that he yeah. has. You know the last scene where he stands on the car. Yeah. And everyone's like cheering. I think that's obviously a, a powerful scene as well. Like if you just look at this pause image that we've got here, the, that's, I can yeah, sense the rage on that. That's like one of the most. I remembered yeah. uh, snapshots as well from the scene. Yeah. Because you can just see, like, disgust and anger mm. for Murray because Murray made fun of him, obviously. Twice now. Yeah, and and I think he's also maybe envious of Murray because Murray obviously has this rich life. He's always in a studio, like he said. He doesn't yeah. see what happens outside. He doesn't have to go through the struggles. I'm awful. Oh yeah, how am I off? Playing my video. Inviting me on the show. You just wanted to make fun of me. You're just like the rest of them. You don't know the first thing about me, pal. Look what happened because of what you did, what it led to. There were riots out there. Two policemen are in critical condition. You're <laughs> laughing, you're laughing. Someone was killed today because of what you did. I know. How about another joke, Murray? No, I think we've had enough of your jokes. What do you get? I don't think so. When you cross I think a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash! Call the police, I'll Gene. tell you what you get! Call the police! You get what you fucking deserve! So one thing that I've noticed that I think is powerful, before he killed Murray, his legs were crossed. Yeah. It was almost like he was still closing himself off, and now it's like he has full command of his of his but life. If you also notice, he's shaking his leg, which indicates yeah. he's nervous. He never intended to do that. Yeah, he, yeah that's went true. Off plan. But that's obviously a, that's really a powerful scene. I mean, it is. they're they're leaning away yeah. from him. Murray's obviously dead. He's in the middle of this, obviously almost neutral very confident yeah and obviously he is nervous because he wasn't in 
intending to do that. So much insanity in this scene yeah. after he kills Murray. But I, I don't know what's about it, but it's almost as if see when he shoots him the second time. Yeah. I think that's just letting more rage out. To be yeah. honest, the first time I think the first time was purely to do with rage, and the second mm-hmm. time was almost as if he was trying to prove something. But mm-hmm. he didn't have to shoot the second round, no. right? He already knew what was happening. It's almost as if it was there only to reinforce his his strength. Power. Then he does that that dance. sort of dance, which I, to be honest, I see as more of more of a nervous tick. Yeah, like he's trying to calm true. himself down. Because he always did that, didn't he? Yeah, to calm himself I mean, down. He's just killed his idol. Yeah, and the person. Yeah, which he, he did before. But he's idolized Murray. For God knows how long. It was almost like like a part of his life, wasn't yeah. it? And he wanted Murray to be his dad or something. Yeah. I remember when he had this. His fantasy or his dream. It would, it, and then he thought that Thomas Wayne was his dad, which he, he wasn't. So this man's entire life is just crumbled underneath him. Because yeah. he also uh, found out everything about his mum. Oh, yeah. So wasn't his... Was that... Because I need to remember... I was think it, it was his, his mum mom, Someone lied. was beating him. But wasn't he abused as a child by yeah. her boyfriend? Or, yeah. And so was... And, so he was he adopted in the end? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a good performance. Good night, and always remember, that's. Breaking news: Popular TV talk show host Murray Franklin. Yeah, I mean. So. We we already said about this, but how could we flesh out maybe the differences between Heath Ledger and him? So I think obviously the first one is that Heath Ledger always felt like he was, um, like he was the the villain. Yeah. Like he was the person on top of the world. He knew. And and he killed people very easily. Yeah. You know, at the bank robbery scene. Then he, when he's he kills the mob boss and makes. A joke yeah, with the pants. Yeah, yeah, he had no hesitation at all. There was no nervousness in him. He was very sure of what he was doing. Whereas, Yakin, uh, Yakin Phoenix one is completely different. And yeah, it really, it really, his one, his performance really hits hard because a part of this Joker, some is a part of him. I think everyone can relate to him. Yeah, obviously. Not everyone would do something like he did, but small parts of him, I think. Yeah. Which is why I think it so the scene shocked everyone so much. Also, obviously, like we discussed, he's not dependent on Batman. He yeah. doesn't. He do, oh, but I like how they did at the end of the scene in the alleyway where Batman's parents get shot. Yeah. So he directly leads to because, that. It's actually, I've just realized it's actually a swap on Joker's origin normally. Is it? Joker created Batman in this universe, where in the normal one, Batman creates Joker. So in this one, he creates. Yeah, because he leads to the movement, which get, yeah, gets he, his parents killed. Yeah, he created a movement as well, didn't he? Yeah. So because of Arthur, the Waynes are killed, which then creates Batman. Is that how it happened in the normal one, original? In, in the normal comics and that, it's just some random thug that shoots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Waynes. Then think, Batman, during that break in at Ace Chemicals, drops Joker into the bad acid. It's also the same as in the nineteen eighty nine so movie. So here it's Joker that yeah. hates Batman, and here it's Batman that will hate Joker. Yeah. But yeah, they, I, I think it makes so much more sense, and it's I wouldn't never believe that a director that did comedies would ever mm. create something like this. It's almost, I mean. He, he, I think he said the reason I think he stopped making comedies is because of political correctness or something yeah. how people no longer I mean there there are comedies out there that you would never get away with doing now because of I'm surprised there's one that I saw recently 
Which one? That did get away with it. Jojo Rabbit. It's oh, a, it's I, a I still film. need to see it. Everyone, it's quite still. literally a film about a boy, a German boy, in the um, certain gentleman's youth, and doesn't whose best friend is is, is yeah, yeah. Trying to stay away from that one, forgetting that we're not actually monetized on YouTube, so they can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but yeah, his best friend, his imaginary friend, is Adolf Hitler. Like, how did they get away with that in two thousand nineteen? I know. There's a scene where Heil Hitler is used like 20 times. Mm. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's it's, it's confusing how get away with that. I don't know if political correctness is the right thing, though. I know we're now talking about cinema and film, but because obviously you shouldn't just square film just for the sake of doing something like Heil Hitler, but obviously it has a deeper meaning, I think. People should be allowed to do it, but then didn't Joker kind of get criticized because of it? Because it, yeah, he still created a film that was uh, controversial, I think. And yeah, because people were like, "Oh, it's glorifying violence," and just saying, "Yeah, go for which it." Which it didn't. It, it wasn't. There was nothing about it that made me. He's no. cool. Like, Heath Ledger's Joker was a bit bad, as in cool. Yeah, right? but he still wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, in Phoenix Joker, there was there was nothing like cool about it, you know. No, it's, it was almost terrifying. Yeah, because like, with the way it's presented, that could happen to anyone. And and similar things have happened. I mean, mm. if you look at, you know, a lot of the people that have committed like uh, mass shootings or exactly. shootings, most of them were insane. And they were bullied. Yeah, they had very big psychological problems, and obviously that doesn't justify what they did, but. It's something that led up to doing but it's, to them doing what like, they did. Like, of course, they're responsible for the action, but the feeling wasn't entirely their fault. Yeah, the feelings weren't, and and I think it's good that people are confronted with it because may hopefully one day we're gonna treat mental health. Yeah. I mean, I think we're doing a good job right now. I think we're talking obviously more openly about it than we did like yeah for, like twenty years ago or something. But there's certain things about. Uh, the way we're dealing with it that don't work yeah like certain helplines are only open certain times of the day yeah and, and even at that if you're feeling depressed or that people will just be like have you tried taking a, a warm bath or something yeah like that's genuine the, advice the problem is much bigger than yeah. wanting to take a warm bath obviously and and usually it's a lot of people that have a mental health issues they they're, they're usually a bunch of different things yeah. placed on a heap. And and as you start, obviously, uh, taking them away, you realize you'll get to the core of the problem, but it can be a very yeah. complex problem. With Joker, I think it's he never felt loved, you know. Yeah. He always wanted to be a, a, a accepted by society, but he never was. Mm. And see that... So was she imaginary, this... The girl that he met, because I don't in, remember. In Joker. Yeah. No, but she was real. But the relationship was, he imagined. Yeah. So again, he wanted to have to find love or something. He never yeah. found that. I think it's because she smiled at him once. And, and he and he uh, yeah. He, but to be honest, there's theories out there where it says that none of that film could be correct because it's, it's Arthur's imag. It could be my his imagination. Yeah. So now that gets very deep, obviously. Yeah. Which is what I like about a film. If it leaves you speculating this much later... That's a good film. It is. I mean, um, a film that just is good and then the ending puts into a box, that's a film you'll forget. But this isn't. Like, if you look at The Dark Knight Rises, that ending leaves you wanting to see more because it's got... I haven't seen that in a while. How did it end? Because uh, Batman flies the bomb out of the water, it blows up. Uh, everyone yeah. assumes Bruce Wayne and Batman are dead but Alfred sees them somewhere else oh, right. and I think it's I revealed that he fixed the, the autopilot and I think that ending makes it much better than now yeah. doing another Batman and finishing it I think that's yeah. more powerful and then um, it leaves the cop character that's been a, sort of a side character throughout the whole film it reveals his first name is actually Robin and he oh, explores the Batcave so that could have made whole different other films, and yeah. it makes you want to see what happens afterwards. But I don't think Christopher Christopher Nolan is no. thinking. He did say he wants to make a new. He wants to make a horror movie though, and he's never done that. that. 
that that sounds like it'd be really good. Yeah, because so many horror movies now are just not really I, good. I mean, see, I like horror movies, right? But it's it's jump scare, jump scare, jump yeah. scare, CGI. They're only monster, there. They're only there to scare. have a jump scare now. But yeah. I would say the best horror movies, and you could include slashers if you want, but the best horror they're, movies... They're all very cliched, though. Yeah, so what would you say is the best horror movie that isn't a slasher that you've seen, like, hereditary, uh, conjuring, I would say, pretty scared me pretty much. Would you count uh, The Shining as a slasher? See, I don't think it's that much of a slasher, because in a slasher movie, the whole purpose yeah. of the film is to the have whole thing a is guy that person. kills someone. Yeah. The Shining wasn't like that, yeah. really. so I would say that. Did you see it, The Shining? Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? It's just a shame that um, Stephen King hates it. He hates the, the film. movie. Yeah, oh, I think he the... hates how they done it. But didn't Stanley Kubrick almost mentally kind of abuse their yeah, their that's... lead role, which isn't good, but made a very convincing yeah. movie. Let's be honest. And then, because uh, Stephen King wrote Doctor Sleep to spite that film. To what? To spite the film. Because there's certain things that happen in the film that don't happen in the book. Oh, right. Like certain characters die that don't die in the in the book. Yeah. So then he creates the sequel, Doctor Sleep. Which and has, they've made... Which has the, the characters come back. Oh, right. And then they made the film starring Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Which I hope they liked more. Yeah. One and... thing I don't like is how <laughs> horror movies are looked down on in society. Like, I think it's because a lot of people think... I think it's because they have a bad reputation because there are a lot of horror movies that yeah. didn't do a good job. And there's horror movies that are just gore. Yeah. Just the whole... It's the soft franchise. Yeah. That's... That's really bloody and gory. And I hate to say it, but the Friday the 13th franchise, that's really graphic kills in that. For really no reason. You know, I think... It's alright for them to be there because at least you know you might someone might enjoy yeah. them. But the thing is that there's no bigger meaning in them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like that's one thing them. I like about the Halloween franchise. There's always a clear story. Yeah, a clear like, story. At the time for the first one, going into the second one, it was revealed that the final girl, Laurie Strode, was Michael Myers' younger sister, mm. and that's why he was trying to kill her. Yes, there's... and then they done this weird thing where they wanted to make it an anthology series. So they, they took Michael Myers out of Halloween 3, so we don't talk about that. Do we? <laughs> okay. that's, a, that's a different thing altogether, where it's revealed that the main villain steals a bit of Stonehenge, and it's never revealed how. How many are there of the Halloween? Because I've only seen the first one and the remake. Uh, there's the first one, the second one, the third one. We don't talk about that. Okay. Then then there's Halloween 4, 5, 6. Oh, geez. And, and is it... But um, it's not the same actor playing no. Michael Myers, is it? Do you have a favourite? I, I don't really know any of the actors. Probably the one that done it in the first film. Yeah, Nick the first Castle. one also, right, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, then there's Halloween 6, which is the curse of Michael Myers. Then we go into a new timeline, because they've done this cult thing throughout the whole thing, from 4 to 6. No one really liked it. The oh. sixth one had Paul Rudd in it. Oh, Paul right, Paul, yeah. yeah. And one of his first acting... Uh, the guy that plays Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you get Halloween H2O, which takes place 20 years after the I first think, one. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Which has Laurie Strode come back, who hasn't been in it since Halloween 2. And she's also in the remake, yeah. isn't she? And then you get the sequel to that, which is Halloween Resurrection. Mm. We don't talk about that either. Is that a bad one? Yeah. Then there's Rob Zombie's two Halloween films. They're very grungy. Oh. As you would imagine with the name Rob Zombie. <laughs> who I'm pretty sure he does music. Oh, wow. And then he became a director. And then there's Halloween 2018. Then there's going to be Halloween Kills that comes out this week. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's a shame that it's 18 because yeah. we cannot watch it. Yeah. But, yeah, if I mean... the next one releases after next year, we'll be able to see it because it's a new trilogy. Oh, so there will be an yeah. X one after that. Yep. Yeah, that's. And then there's there's also the difficulty of trying to maintain the mask. Yeah. Because, um, it's just the you know William Shatner. No. Have you ever seen Star Trek? He played Captain Kirk. I never really watched Star Trek. I know it's. A Neither shame, did but... I, to be honest. But um, William Shatner, it's just a 
a Captain Kirk mask that oh, was then. painted white, had the sideburns removed, and had the eyes ho- eye holes widened. Oh right. And for some reason, it's impossible to recreate. Is and, it? I mean, in the second one, it was the same mask, but it looks completely different. Like I'll show you the photos, and if you want, you can edit them yeah. in. Yeah. And Halloween Two, it looks like very different because it had been warped through different things and the the actor playing him at that point space was wider. So is that a good thing or I mean that's what it looked like in the film. That's the new one. This was the second one which was right. eighty nineteen eighty odd. And it was the same mask as the first film, but because of different things it looks completely different. Oh right, yeah. Like you can see more of his eyes which you couldn't in the first one. And then also later I'll show you the different films masks which are what about the new Michael Myers, the Halloween, the one, the mask that he had was, I mean, I, I think it looked alright. This one did, yeah, because it was actually... Because let's be fair, they could have really messed up quite easily because yeah. you have to make it look very similar. And I think and, they've done a brilliant job. There. And it's not even the same, it's it's different because yeah. it's obviously... Because obviously they did have a bigger budget. Bigger one, yeah. And the team... Looked into how latex decays in that because it's a latex mask. Yeah, to and get it perfect. Yeah, and it's even got continuity things like in the first film, he's stabbed in the neck with a, a knitting needle and mm. the hole was in that mask. So. Oh, right, that's smart, yeah. And then the new one, half of the face is burnt because I saw it in the trailer because he was literally trapped in a burning building. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, guys, I think we're, we could wrap it up now. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this, then there's probably going to be more videos coming yeah. out. So yeah.